Hey, it's Aidan here. Just before we get into today's episode, I wanted to let you know about something new. It's called the Magician's Business Group. We've just opened up a Facebook group designed to help you guys as entertainers grow and improve your entertainment business. So if that is you, if you are an entertainer that wants help growing and improving your entertainment business, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash group and the magic of the internet will take you right there. Or if you're like me, have the Facebook app on your phone, open it up and search for the Magician's Business Group and you'll go straight there. Anyways, back to the episode. Hello and welcome to the Successful Mentalist Podcast. My name is Ashley Green and as always, I'm joined by my good friend and co-host, Aidan O'Sullivan. Hello. That was a fancy intro. I don't know why, that just felt fancy today. I feel like I'm getting better at these, don't you? Well, I hope so. I mean, this I'm is... so upbeat on the intros now, it's weird. Yeah, I mean, this um, is the 11th after all, so... Oh, crazy. But yeah, I, um, I'm, I'm excited for this interview because I feel it's going to be me asking you a lot of questions, but only because you have the most experience out of both of us in this field. I mean, I love that you said it's, I love that you said it's an interview. I'm really excited for this interview. It's like, what, I'm, I'm, am I being interviewed? What's going on here? Well, I mean, practically it is. Podcast, interview, same thing. Uh, it's easy to get confused, but it practically is. It's th- This podcast, if you want to call it that, is going to be me basically interviewing you because the topic of today is how to book stage shows which is something you've got loads of experience on like you've started at like with a bare bones putting like a small stage show together all the way up to planning our tour so i thought today we could talk through your very first stage show all the way up to what we're currently prepping on on our joint tour if that's right so why don't you tell us a little bit about the first show how did you go about booking that This is quite an interesting story because still to this day, my first ever theatre show, I mean, I'm calling it a theatre show. It's a big stage show with two halves. That's that's enough for me to class it as a theatre show. Um, That is still to date the second largest venue I've played or or the second largest audience. So um, quite simply to for a bit of perspective, this was uh, the 25th of November 2017 and um we i I had this idea and i'd I'd seen loads of other performers at at that point and they'd all done their own stage show and i really wanted to do that i really wanted to get in on that action i thought that would be awesome i just want to go and i just want to go and do it so um i kind of said to to a bunch of my friends and i was like "Uh, you guys you you know me quite well how feasible do you think this is and the, the support was there and it was great and um, at the time, I was volunteering for a local youth club, a youth centre. And um, they had a like a massive hall. It's like a basketball court, like an indoor basketball court kind of thing. But it was a big enough space for me to do a show. And I suggested the idea to a couple of friends. And they literally rushed me straight into the uh, the office with the managers. And was like, hey, uh, Ada wants to do a show in the room. Uh, like find a date like it was they were pushing me to get a date in and literally within 10 minutes i had a date for the show when i came out um now i obviously volunteered at the place so in terms of fees and and higher rates and all of the booking process it was super relaxed and super easy so i got very lucky in that respect but the show ended up uh, being what came to a, a 70 person audience um that did all, although it consisted quite a lot of um of, of both family and friends and like people i knew uh, it was mainly done like that to try and 
just test that environment. And I worked with a, a tech team as well to to come and do some sound and lights, so I didn't have to worry about that. And all in all, it was a it was a pretty good show. Um, but the way yeah, the way it kind of came about was just. I had an idea and I suggested it to a few people and they all thought, oh, yeah, we'd love to get involved with that. Oh, that would be a brilliant idea. And they kind of did the selling for me. They, they, I had that sort of mini residency, if, if you want to call it that, as a separate job. Um, and, they, yeah, they were just incredibly supportive and they were, well, the, the, the date is free. That You can have that entire day if you want to come in and, and, and do the show then. You sort out your own tickets and all you do it however you want literally just like here you go um and what was quite good about that is that i actually got plenty of time to actually go in and and do rehearsals uh, i wasn't just stuck doing rehearsals elsewhere i could go in and i could stay behind whilst they were packing up after a after a session for example and just just test something in the room or or have a play around so that was good fun it's good fun that's very interesting it reminds me of the story of when i'd um done a stage show with Houdini's Magic Bar, um, but it was the other way around. Rather than me approach them about a stage show, they, you know, I, I floated the idea um, just very vaguely, like I was interested in it, and then they approached me and they was like, we've got another mind reader working in Broadstairs, do you guys want to put a show on together? And I was like, yeah. Um, and like it just got booked in, we got a date, and we just had to work towards a date. So it sounds like we've both been pretty lucky with the first shows we've done. And um, I know people, a lot of our listeners, they're going to be listening to this and they want to do stage shows. And we know that there's people messaging us about tips to get stage shows. And all they've heard is, so you have to be lucky and have an in with a place. What happens if you don't? Because you've done plenty of stage shows at places where you don't have ins with. Yeah, exactly that. I mean, I think having a venue approach you or having friends do the selling for you to get yourself to get the venue on your side before you even start that's it is a huge lucky thing it's a huge advantage because it just makes everything so much easier when you've got a venue that's willing to work with you but like you said there i've done a lot of stage shows that haven't been at, at venues that i'm super close with i mean i've, I've expanded my work at the span expanded my reach but one of the um a great thing that if you've if you've got a close-up residency, like I know we spoke about this last episode on how to get a close-up residency and things, if you've got a close-up residency and that residency just so happens to have a decent space that you could do either a, a close-up show or a parlor show or even a stage show, you can use that. Just talk to talk to that venue that you're already in with and, and create a sort of a show there. For example, one of the, the residencies that I've got They've actually got an outbuilding that's big enough for uh, sort of 40 to 50 people. And that's actually where I did my show Celestial as part of the local Fringe Week. I actually was able to come and do that there again, free of charge. And I actually dealt with all the tickets and things because that was um, that, that was just my independent event. Uh, but because I worked so closely with the venue, they they just kind of gave it in. But in terms of tips of... of booking a show or getting to a show or a venue that you've never worked with before that's quite um quite an interesting one it kind of i would argue it copies over some of the points from the close-up residencies that we spoke about last week in that you should probably scout out that venue ahead of time and have a think about it perhaps even go to some of the events there um so for example i work at a local comedy club a fair amount I'm not there all the time, but uh, every every couple of months, I'm actually doing a, sh a show there, 
partly because it's a super, super cool venue. It's the Attic in um, Bithda. Rock the Attic is like the full name. Um, but also because it's so easy to work with the people there. They they now know me after after X amount of time. And it's just like literally book a date, in a go, sorted. I know I'm dancing around the stuff saying here, just get, like, go and go and talk to the uh, go and talk to the venue and be cool with the venue, and then you get. I, I, it's such an important point. Uh, I, I promise I'll shut up about this now, but it's it's such an important point. If you can be really close with the venue, or even to the point of a venue asking you, "How can we do more? Can we do something else? Can you do a show? Can you do?" If you can be in that position, booking stage shows is going to be the easiest thing to do like ever because you're not going to have to worry about approaching a new venue and, and going through that process does that make sense for that i mean i, I mean i know i've not gone into specific tips which so what you well basically it sounds like what you're saying is very similar to like what you said last episode so the tips from last episode people can directly take them and apply them to booking stage shows and it's just i guess getting over that fear of rejection which people need to get over when booking these venues if, if a place says no and what next place you just keep yeah, doing it's, I guess. it's exactly that it's being a genuine nice person and actually have building good relationships with your clients and, and your venues and, and everywhere it's going to do more for your business i would argue than learning new facebook ad strategies to go like I mean that's that's cool for generating interest, but you've got you've got to hold it and you've got to do it. it you've got to operate your business in a, such a way to be able to maintain good relationships because that's when people want to work with you. That's when people want to book you. That's when people want to buy the tickets to come and see your show. But um, yeah, all of the all of the tools from the last week's episode, the close up residency, you can apply that to get if you like a stage residency i mean i don't have a stage residency if you like but i do have venues that i work quite closely with partly because i've i've worked with them before and we've got a good relationship and it's easy to work with so i, th and I think that's a big misconception that a lot of people make a lot of people presume that putting on a stage show is hard and full disclosure it's really not i mean when let's boil it down what is a stage show? A stage show, literally, I would argue, a stage show is any situation in which you are presenting your performance in front of a larger than typical group of people. So again, a, a close-up show, you might like a close-up gig, you might have maybe half a dozen to a dozen people all just crowding around at one point. I'd say a stage show is just more than that. And providing you've got a specific area that you can actually work in, that's really all you need. You don't need it to be any more complicated. All you need to do is be able to get people in at the right time and just do your show. So it can really be as big or as small as you as you want. And and that's an important thing as well. I mean, my first show back in 2017, that was mental. I mean, I had no idea about any of this at that point. And this was the first show that I was doing and it was crazy. I bought in a tech team. I bought in uh, a load of the friends that like... I'd riff the idea with beforehand. I brought them all in and we I, I ended up actually having a tech crew or a backstage crew of between eight and ten people on the night, which was which was insane for my opening show. Um, and I was still flat out busy, so I hadn't managed that appropriately as well. And I wanted to do refreshments, which 
given the nature of the venue that wasn't readily available so I had to sort that I, I wanted to make sure that the team were had everything they needed so they could do the good job for me on the night I needed a seating plan as well because that hadn't been done I hadn't thought about that and there were so many moving parts that I put in place that you really don't need I mean it's it's just not necessary. It can be as big as that. It can be as big as you want. It can be as 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 detailed as in depth. It can be as complicated or as straightforward as you want. It just depends on what you're going for. I mean, sometimes you might need a little bit more support, but that's that's okay. Just make sure you've got those people there. And and honestly, actually putting together that stage show is going to be one of the easiest things that you can do. Yeah, and you mentioned obviously tech team, and that's something which we're we're doing at the moment with our tour we've spoken to a couple of people which are going to be able to help out all that i think it'll be great for um for you with your experience to talk about that towards the end of the podcast but something i wanted to bring up first um because it links into directly getting in with a venue but the way the venues operate with either prices like there's a certain fee which you can rent the place or you can do a ticket split and a lot of people listening to this, and especially before you told me, I weren't, I wasn't aware of what a good ticket split was. I was just thought, ah, deal's a deal, they're just going to offer whatever the usual rate is. But you have certain figures which you work to, don't you? Yeah, yeah. It, it's very important to, to know before you go to a venue, before you approach a venue, what you want out of it. What's the point in you doing that? I mean let's look at it from this perspective if you're if you want to do a stage show at this specific venue because you know that the the photos and the promo material that you'll get out of that of that gig alone because it's a really nice aesthetic space and it or the lighting's insane or it's just it's just something that you you know you're going to get a lot of return on that show go in there knowing that but also don't just go in there knowing that think more about the way you want to do this so you mentioned the whole idea of ticket splits or, or a venue booking you like there's there's a bunch of different ways but i'd say the three most common approaches are a venue brings you in to their venue uh, like they they book you as, as a, a set fee they buy essentially they buy your show that's probably an easier way of, of explaining it they buy your show for that evening and then they sell the tickets they do the drinks they do they do the whole whatever the venue does but they're in control of the tickets. They just book you as an act. And that's that's you. That's that's like your gig. Another approach would be for you to actually go to a venue and end up paying the higher costs for the venue. And then you do the tickets as well, um, which I think it might be worth actually going through, through some of the pros and cons of, of these approaches in a minute. That might yeah, be handy. Definitely. Um, but you can actually hire the space. You pay that fee and then you do the tickets and you manage all of that. And all the venue really does is they unlock tidy and uh, do whatever it is that you need them to do as agreed on, on the job. And they can sell their drinks and stuff as well. Um, and then obviously the third is the ticket splits, which is probably the most common approach um, in which you literally whatever. say you have 100 tickets at £10 each. That's a decent fee. That's a, that's a nice, decent show. Um, you would take a proportion of that fee for yourself and then the venue would take that other that other portion so on a on a 10 pound ticket you you'd probably think if you've got no idea you'd probably think a 50 50 split is great like 50 percent goes to the venue 50 percent goes to you which in this case would be a fiver each way 
don't do that. that. That's not what you want to aim for. What you absolutely want to aim for is an 80-20 split. I'm sure we've spoken about the 80-20 rule on other podcasts in different ways, but 80% in your favor as well. That's in your favor. Yeah, so not you 20%. Get, you don't want to Yeah, you don't want the 20% because <laughs> there's really no point in even bothering at that point. Um, but you want that 80%. So you want to be getting eight quid a ticket, um, presuming that the £10 is taking off online fees or whatever, all of that stuff. But that's that's your aim. At an absolute worst, you do never you never want to go lower lower sorry than sixty uh, forty. That's the bottom fee. If you if you have to negotiate and settle seventy thirty, okay. And hopefully, hopefully this all makes sense. Does this make sense? This bit? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's straightforward. I know it can seem quite confusing a little bit, although it's straightforward to us now. It can be a little bit confusing, but you want to be aiming to to bring in eighty percent of the the profits per ticket that's the thing having these numbers there because when you go into a stage show you don't know what a good split is so i think having the things to work to it makes it easier when when booking a venue so obviously people have learned now how to approach somewhere the sort of nitty-gritty the business stuff the the moolah which they're gonna be to be raking in at the end of the performance but then obviously other things which people can do, which is improving the quality. And when you do a stage show, yeah, you can do it by yourself. I mean, the stage show which I'd done, it was just me, the other performer. We really had not a lot we needed to set up. We weren't relying on music or lighting. It was just very stripped back. But that's because we only... It was, uh, like, it was in the bar where we performed to, so there was only about 20, 30 people uh, which were there, like, and that was sold out because it's only a little place. Um, and that's the thing which, uh, bring him up again, we bring him up every episode, Colin Cloud. He said, don't be an idiot and book a thousand-seater theatre if you've never done one before. Start small and, and work your way up because, one, it's going to cost you an absolute bomb. Two, you're going to look like a fool if only ten people turn up in a thousand-seater theatre. And um, three, it's going to... You're going to feel bad. It's, it's not going to be great if you don't yeah, pack you that don't, out. you really don't want to be performing for empty seats. It's, it's no. one of the most uncomfortable experiences ever. I mean, if, you're, if you end up finding out that you're low on ticket sales, even on the day of the show, you don't put as many rows of chairs out. Or you don't, yeah. you don't, put, you don't leave as many seats open if you can. Like you try, and, you try and box people into sitting where you want them to. You do not want to be performing for empty seats. Yeah, and it, if if you can't, you know, if it is where there's there's seats which are actually attached in the ground, you just encourage people to come more to the centre and forward so they're not all spaced out. You want your audience group to cover that, but that is worst case scenario. But it's always handy so, to have a, a like a, a second person on like well, a, yeah. a team. If well, you that, like. yeah, that's I mean, what I was just going into. Like what what we're working for because it's all about the production value. And the amount of shows we've seen, the ones that really stand out to me, and I know yourself as well, are the ones where they just put a little bit extra in. They look at adding music onto their show. They look at adding different bits of lighting into their show. And they have a team to do the the music, the lighting, pulling the curtains open, shutting, uh, even introducing people in. And, and we have spoken to a tech crew which are going to help with all that. Uh, prop design, setting up. Uh, even filming, all that sort of stuff. 
and um and that's something i would never have considered until obviously you was like we're doing this and we're going straight for it yeah it's one of those situations that i mean from our perspective again as is the tsm way we're, we're going all out we're, we're we're really pushing for our tour when when we can actually do it again um like post lockdown and when theaters are open like we really want to be we want to do our absolute best for that and our absolute best can only really be shown in the theatre industry with an absolute best team behind us. I mean, there's no way on earth that we're going to be able to produce a hot, like a hot top quality show and tour it across the UK ourselves. Like, we, we just can't. We don't know enough about lights. We don't know enough about sound. We don't know enough about all of the other elements to make a really good theatre show. We don't know enough about that. We've got a basic knowledge because we've we've researched it over the last few months, but we don't know enough. And that's where having that team, that extra support, it, it just takes the weight off of your shoulders. And it means you can just sort of focus on the show and you can focus on all of the other important stuff, whether that's um, on the day of the, the show, you're actually going and doing some interviews or, or with journalists, with bloggers, with with local press you're with whether you're just spending that day i don't know going to a spa and just chilling out for the day ready to go and set up for the evening like you could do whatever you want providing you've got that other support in place and it goes back to what i was saying earlier like it can be as big as you want it to be and in our case we just we want it to be pretty we want people to come away thinking holy crap that was wow like there was something in that rather than just Oh, that was cool. Uh, yeah, it was a cool another. It was a cool another show. That was that was nice. But those subtle things like music and some just some lights are just so much better. It really, really elevates a performance, and it, it's it's so important. Yeah, that's it. I mean, obviously, there's times where just doing a show by yourself, uh, it will come off, and obviously, you can get different gadgets like where you've got the Media Star Pro, so yes, you can. Yeah. Um, you can control your own music on your person by just clicking a button and you just plug it in so that eliminates the need for that person. But And and there are times where doing a show for yourself is, is going to be good. Like if it's your first show, maybe you just want to test the waters with a small group and go for there. But like we're doing, we're, we're travelling around the UK with this and, and like you've said, we want it to be good. And the only way for it to be good is to have all of that other stuff as well. And, and heck... I don't know about I about the best days to do a show in the theatre. So it's nice that we can ease off that. We literally, like you say, we look at the show and every sort of theatre stuff we leave to the team and they just deal with that. And then it's out of our hands. They do Let what the they're good at. Do we do bit. what we're good at. Yeah. yeah literally. I mean, yeah, We it, uh, with that said, I wouldn't, I wouldn't condone the whole approach of just delegate all of that important stuff to other people it's something that we just don't know enough about right now so that we decided to bring on a, a tech team that do know enough about it and that we've got faith in and that we we really do trust so that they can do all of that hard work they can put in all of that that stuff and they can teach us like we're there to learn and become students on that on that tour we want to be learning all about a million different aux cables and transition pads and i don't even know if they're things i know an aux cable is a thing but I, see i don't know i really don't know about sound and and doing all of this it's it's going to help us become better performers because we're more aware of the background stuff but in the process we're not thinking about that and and that's important yeah yeah 100 percent. 
flipping. A pigeon just landed on the roof again. This is ridiculous. There we go. So there was a pigeon last episode, and there was a pigeon this episode as well. Um, but yeah, I, I hope everyone has you know got enough from this episode. As always, if if you have questions on stage shows, I think it's just worth just letting us know on the um, on the comments uh, on our Facebook posts. Um, but I just want to ask before we wrap up today, Aidan, is there anything else you feel could be of value to any of the listeners? Yeah, I mean, I think it's probably just just summarise everything. Again, try and be as friendly as and use your existing group, your existing network. If you've got that already, then then you're good to go because they're going to help you and and you'll be able to work together. And it's better than going into a complete new venue completely cold, um, which if you have to do, that's not a problem. Arrange meetings and and actually try and get in the venue. It tastes test the venue use your skills from the close-up residency and apply those into the stage world actually talk to the event organizer not just the manager of the venue talk to the person who specifically does events and and pitch your show to them and and talk with them once you've got that again know what go into that meeting knowing what you want knowing what you want in terms of do you want to hire the event is it going to be better for you to just hire the space or is it going to be better for you to um to get booked in again i know we said we was going to sort of talk a little bit about the pros and cons of each which i think we've just summarized now very briefly but um being booked in by a venue pros of that easy gig you literally they pay you money you go do your show ta-da they supply audience easy uh the bad thing about that is that you genuinely have no control over how much they tell sell the tickets for and how many tickets really i mean you can pre-array you can agree that um ahead of time but it's something that ultimately, if they want to just whack in some bonus extra price, high price tickets for a special package, like ultimately you're at their liberty. So that's it's good because it's easy, but it's bad because you kind of lose a bit of that control, which might be good for some people, whereas other people it might be better to... Um, to actually hire the space. The problem with hiring the space is that there's an expense, an immediate expense from your end. You're having to pay out uh, to be able to get that space. But the good thing is that you regain all of that control. You get the, the skeleton crew from the venue that you need and you get all of the basic stuff. But ultimately, it, that's it. Do you have that expense to book that venue? Just something to think about. And then obviously ticket splits easy thing with ticket splits is they're pretty they're pretty easy to to handle you know how you're going to go about those the only issue with ticket splits rather than a set fee or, or a higher cost is that you run the risk of not selling all of your tickets and if you don't sell all of your tickets chances are that you're going to make less money and like your income is then proportionally split over those amount of tickets that you, that you sell so you need good marketing to be able to really make some money out of that yeah, and I think it's important to say that I know some venues with a ticket split, they have like a minimum ticket sold. Otherwise, you have to pay like a certain fee or something just to help cover their costs. Yeah, it's it's stuff that it, it, usually it's okay um, for most venues and especially most smaller venues. I mean, I tem tend to work like outbuildings and like pubs and things uh, because I know that that's just a nice atmosphere that I find. Um, and also some comedy clubs as well. The comedy clubs there... They're usually pretty good with that because uh, they deal with a lot of, of obviously stand-up comedians and, and individual acts and music. and uh, So they're used to that process. So usually they want what the whatever's easiest. 
um, but they may have a, a predetermined idea of that. So it's definitely worth going in and going in and checking. There we are. There we are. Well, I think, um, yeah, I think there's uh, there's a load of gold in this episode, and it's great that obviously the previous podcast we covered how to book close up gigs and get the residencies there. And um, people will well, start to see circles. People will start to yeah. see circles in these, which is good. Yeah, and it's going to sound like we're repeating ourselves, but it, it's, it's the same content. It's it's works in different yeah. places. Well, yeah, exactly. It, there's so many points that you can take from either one, but I think it's handy, and obviously it's what you guys, the listeners, have been uh, have been asking for. So we thought we might as well deliver in these uh, these past few episodes covering online shows, close up residencies, and uh, and now stage. So um, unless Aiden's got anything else to add, I think we'll uh, we'll wrap up. No, I mean I, th- I think that's pretty good. Again, we'll probably do another episode later down the line or a month of of how to use a stage show and how to yes. just like we say how to use a close up residency. We'll have a look at the how to on that and go a little bit deeper in what else. And if there's specifics that you want to hear about, sort of stage shows, if you want to if you want to learn a bit more about how would I put in music from our from a stage show, how would I how would I play around with lies? What what should I do? I don't really know how to go about how to even write your show for a stage show. Like all of that stuff. Just let us know in in the comments of a social media post, I suppose. Yeah. Is that is that the best way for them to find us? That's it. Just search the successful mentalist on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and YouTube. We'll be there. We'll be happy to answer any of your questions which you guys throw our way. Uh but stay tuned for next week's episode because it's a good I tell you what, don't leak it. I'm not going to say anything. All I'm going to say is it's good. There's no spoilers this time. Just make sure to tune in. We'll see you next week, guys. Hey, it's Aiden here. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, it would really mean the world to us if you just took a moment to leave a rating and a review on your preferred podcast player. That way it just helps us grow the show and get it into the ears of more listeners across the world in a non-creepy way. Also, when you're ready to roll, here are three ways that we can help you right now. Number one is to join our free Facebook group. It's called the Magician's Business Group, and we're creating the most valuable space on the internet for entertainers that are looking to grow and improve their business. We'd love you to join us inside, so to do that, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash group, and the magic of the internet will take you straight there, or just pull open Facebook and search for the Magician's Business Group. Number two is to take our new quiz. It'll help you find the biggest opportunity in your entertainment business right now. And in just a few quick questions, you'll be presented with a seven minute breakdown of your biggest opportunity and how you can actually go about tackling that to help increase your entertainment business and boost it completely. In order to take the quiz, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash quiz. That's thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash quiz. And we'll be able to get you your results. Number three, momentum. If you'd like to make an extra two grand a month in magic without paying a penny for advertising, we'd love to help you. Our latest coaching program, Momentum, is designed to get you booking gigs every single week for at least £500 so that you can be growing your entertainment business without having to worry about websites or business cards or advertising or any of that kind of stuff. To find out more, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash momentum. That's thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash momentum, and we'll send you all of the details.